Welcome to episode 214 of the Women of the Military podcast. I'm excited to wrap up season four, highlighting the advice from women who served in the military. In this episode, I pulled the answers to what advice would you give to young women concerning military service. I shared the first half of 2022 in episode 188, and now I'm finishing off the last half of the year in this episode. So I'm excited to get started with that. But before I do, I wanted to do a few quick updates about 2022 since this is the last episode. For our family, it was a crazy year. We moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, and it has been nice to be in California, but it's also been really hard. Uh, The kids had to start a new school, and I'm still getting adjusted to living in a new house and keeping my business going, and there's been lots of changes for my husband and his job and lots of stuff. Thankfully, I was able to keep the podcast going. I did a series in the summer, Girl's Guide to the Military, to highlight my new book, A Girl's Guide to Military Service, that came out in September. I was able to partner with Women Veteran Alliance as the title sponsor. Jay Volbrecht Consulting and Garrett Sorensen with Markham Wealth were gold sponsors. Photography by Trish was a silver sponsor, and Nomadi's Collection and Serve Like Her were bronze sponsors. Their support really made the series possible and I'm so thankful for that. Other supporters of the podcast were Sabio School of Software and Engineering. They sponsored a number of episodes throughout the season, and then they also were the primary sponsor for the panel episodes that I did, episode 173, Why Women Veterans Stories Are Important, and episode 178, Women Veterans on Capitol Hill. Girl Scouts Overseas also supported the podcast, and I'm also thankful for the support from Shai Evans who supported the podcast, and I got to share about her book, What Happens at Grammys Stays at Grammys. And last week, you learned about the VA Women's Health Reengagement Training, Heart, and they sponsored that episode, and I talked to trainer Ariana Wagner about the training and why it's important for women veterans to attend. I'm really excited about Season 5. I've already started recording new episodes. I have a few sponsors already set up, and I'm really just grateful and excited for everything that's happened. I also want to say thank you for everyone who ordered A Girl's Guide to Military Service, and thank you to everyone who has left a review on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever they buy their books. That support really means a lot. I've been reading the reviews, and they make me so happy, so thanks so much for the support. So. Those are all my updates for 2022. I hope that you have a great holiday season, and I'm going to take a two-week break, so I'll be back with new episodes starting January 10th, and I can't wait to see you then. So have a great rest of 2022 and a happy new year. And with all those announcements out of the way, let's get started with the advice from interviewees on what advice would you give to a young woman who is considering joining the military. So I did think on this because I know you asked this question. And so I was like, it also made me think like, would I do it over again for that? I don't know. Just because of like the the pros don't outweigh the cons. They kind of balance. Like they're not better than, they're not more than, they're just kind of like, okay. My biggest thing is... You know, kind of keep focused on going with a goal, whether it's you want to, you know, if you're going in enlisted, if it's because you want to go to school or whatever, then, you know, go in with that and focus on that. Focus on 
learning the most you can about your career field, even if you're you're not a fan of it, and not to the extent of like you're chasing awards because sometimes that could be that is the perception, but just learn it because it will help you. At the same time, get involved in other things that aren't just your job so that you are interacting with people who aren't just in aircraft maintenance, (laughs) so to speak. And as much as possible, avoid the drama. As a woman, you are not going to avoid the harassment. I mean, unless harassment somehow magically gets eradicated sometime in the next year, it's always going to be there. And it's always going to bring about a bit of drama. And there's always going to be someone who's going to talk crap about you and talk crap about your reputation. And as long as you stay true to yourself and just keep, like Dory says, just keep on swimming, (laughs) just keep on swimming and and focus on that goal and push through to that goal. Because the end point isn't the end of the military service. The end point is the end of your life. So how does your ser- do in the ser- do things in the service that you can talk favorably about, you know, that will benefit you the rest of your life. My poor brother has probably heard this more than he cares to. I always say that actions have consequences, which is we know and we typically has a negative connotation, right? But when you take and make certain decisions, there's good consequences and bad consequences depending on whatever decision you take. But if inherently it's something that in your heart of hearts you took for yourself and you thought that was a good decision for you at the moment, it's going to be a lot easier to deal with those consequences, whether they're good or bad, if it was some a decision you made. So what I would encourage someone who's considered joining the military is try to dismiss the fog of people giving you their opinions of, yes, it's a good idea and why and no and and why not? Everyone's experiences, regardless of what decisions you make, are going to be different. But in your heart of hearts, if it's something that you want to explore, that you're intrigued about, that you're interested in, then I would say go for it. And it's a lot easier to deal with whatever comes of that, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, if you knew that it was something that a decision that you took yourself without without listening to the fog of what everyone else was saying. I love that question. And uh, actually, I got this advice as I was going into the military actually from a male captain who said to me, they actually said two things. He said, don't try and be one of the guys. He said, we don't like that. that. That it's just, it doesn't work. So for young women going in, it'd be yourself. Don't, you know, try and be so tough and be, you know, unless that's your personality, but just be you. That's the key. And the other thing, and I always love this, and it just made a difference for me, and it's it could go for men and women, I suppose, but this young captain said to me, always remember the day after thank you. And I had to ask him what that meant, but it has made a world of difference throughout my entire career, is that when somebody, you know, I've had to go to, you know, another office and get some help, and somebody helped me, I would actually call or go back the next day, not wanting anything, but be able to look that person in the eye, or if it had to be a telephone call to say, man, you know, thank you so much. You really helped me out. I really, really appreciate it. And over the years, I have done that time and time again, and it develops friendships. It develops confidence in others who are wanting to help you because they realize the next time you're coming back, you're not, every time you show up, you're always asking for something. Show up with some kindness and some gratitude. And that will make all the difference in the world on the way that you're progressing through your career. You have to do your research. Don't be me and just walk in and say, I'll take whatever. 
it, it's a job. It's not just a job where you get to go home at the end of the day. They own you. They own you, your future, your decisions, your hair, honestly, like you get your hair cut off from most of the branches. So you have to think about what branch is the right fit for you. That's important. If you can't swim and you don't like being on the water, the Navy is definitely not for you. If you don't like camping in dirt, the Army and the Marines probably not for you. So you have to think about what is the best environment fit for you. And then you have to figure out from there what branch is offering something you're interested in. Because not all branches offer the same jobs. So don't go in blind. Talk to somebody that's in it that's not a recruiter, preferably somebody you know well. So just start there. Start with researching. Researching a job you want and then find a branch that offers that. And then if the branch is the right fit for you or not. And you're not stuck in a job, right? Like most branches after a few years do let you get a different job. But you have to make sure that the environment is what you want. So I think I kind of touched on it, but it's get rid of that fear of failure. You have to have confidence in yourself. You have to learn from the mistakes you make. And I, I think you just have to you just have to go for it. If you if you want to be whatever you want to be, do it. If and you have to you have to do things now that your future self is going to is going to thank you for. You have to be willing to do those risks, stay up late, study, just do whatever you can to make yourself happy because in in life like I said before, life is hard and really it's it's you and, and your friends and your family. So do things that make you happy. Yeah, I think that kind of covers it. Be happy and, and don't be scared to fail. I have been provided so many opportunities and tools because I just ask questions. And I, you know, I found that mentorship. So I highly recommend if you have an opportunity, uh, Work, work with Amanda. She she knows and has just this wonderful network of, of amazing military women across all branches, different stories and experiences that will, that will resonate. So if that is something of interest, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think it's still the same answer. Because <laughs> the last time I was on, it was learn to advocate for yourself, right? And I just talked about why that's so important. So yeah, that's, I think that's still probably my, my number one you know, stomping foot, foot, like this is really important. And I think the reason I ha- I keep going back to it is because I see every single day someone struggling to do this. So, and I also struggle to do it. I've gotten called out for <laughs> not maintaining boundaries. Like I have canceled leave for work things and yeah, so we all do it. It's a learning, it's a learning process, but, but that's the biggest piece. And, and if you struggle with that, right, find someone to help too. Gosh, that's hard. I, you know, I would say again, I mean, it goes back, I guess I sound like a broken record, have a plan, have a really good plan. I look at investing. So when, when somebody asks me about investing, they might say, Hey Garrett, like I want to, I want to, I'm thinking about buying this investment. Crypto was a big one. They were like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about buying crypto and something like that. And I always ask them the same thing. I say, what is your exit strategy? When do you get out? When somebody comes to me and they say, I'm thinking about starting a business. I always say, what is the plan at the end? Right? Where, where do you see yourself at the end? And we often don't know that. And so like I told you, I, when I joined, I told my recruiter, I was going to white knuckle my way through three years and then get out. I did 10 years active duty and I've been in the national guard for almost three years now. Uh, I mean, it's, we have no idea how it's actually going to come about, but 
probably like, I don't know, I, I can't speak for you, Amanda, but I know for me, I just kind of woke up and I was like, maybe I should join the military one day. And I walked into a bunch of recruiters offices and listened to what they said. And then a couple of weeks later, I was in basic training. That seems crazy to me now, you know, because if I was going to join the military today, if I was going to start over again today, I would sit down and I'd say, okay, what specifically do I need to know? Am I going to do a three-year contract? Am I going to do a five-year contract? At the end of that contract, am I going to stay? I had no idea that I was only going to do 10 years active duty in the military. At one point in time, I was only going to do three. And then the next I was going to do 20. The reason that I only did 10 was because I accomplished so many of my goals. Once I actually started setting goals, I accomplished so many of them that I realized the military had really served a purpose for me. And it was time for me to, to move on and start accomplishing goals as a civilian, which were my next really big goals, uh, finishing my MBA full-time, being able to actually walk uh, for a graduation because I never got to do that. When I, I, I finished my, I finished my undergrad when I was in though, I didn't get to go and have a graduation. My graduation was getting my diploma from the postman. Um, and so, you know, I started looking at building a business, being able to serve clients. These are things that I couldn't do in the military. And so once I started setting those goals, I realized, and my plans changed, but you can sit down before you join the military and say, if I only do three years, what does that look like? Right. If I do five years, what does that look like? If I do 20 years, if I, if I do 33 years, what does that look like? Think about that again, write that down, have the goals for everything. And then from there, start the conversation with the recruiter and people that you know, and trust listening to this podcast, getting really good education about it, and then make the decision from there. Oh, wow. I mean, I think that's such a heavy responsibility, right? But I would tell these young women to think about it more carefully than I did, for sure. You know, I'm just a lucky little Forrest Gump kind of person who fell into all these things, but uh, it, it doesn't always go that well for people. And so I think do your homework, but also we're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to change our minds, right? So even if you're just sort of teetering on the edge, like you could just try it, right? You could just serve your enlistment and, and have the experiences that you have. If you're just a soldier or just an airman or just a, a sailor, you know, you may feel like what you're doing is not significant, but you know, you're part of, you're, you're not on the sidelines anymore, right? You're, you're a small cog, but you're part of the whole machine and the world is, is an interesting big place. And I think this is one of the ways that you can, can get off the sidelines and into the game, right? Like even if it's small, right. You're, you're part of something. And uh, even if you don't realize it at the time, I think later on, you'll look back on it and say, that was a cool thing that I did. So I, I would say, even though my experience was hard and I, I don't know if I would have the same response for my own girls, I've got two young women of my own. Like, I don't know that I would push them to join but I would say, you know, these days, especially anything could happen anywhere, but it's a little less scary right now. Please let me be right about this. You know, um, maybe, maybe you should do it. I would say do it. There was no better place for me than the military. And anytime that I meet a young person who is stuck in a a job pushing a wheelchair at an airport or working at a, in Walmart or working in McDonald's, I always say, why not try the military? Why not consider the military? 
I would say to a young woman who's considering going in the military, yes, go. It will change your life. It changed mine. I would say my advice would be kind of what we talked about already is to 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 look within, you know, to before you join, ask yourself, what's important to me? What are my values? What's my why? To really get in touch with that that identity piece, like who am I and and what do I value? So that, you know, if you do decide to join the military, you have that established already. Because when you go into the military and you don't have that established, the military is going to fill that void for you. It's going to give you your values. It's going to give you your priorities, which may align, but may also not align with what you actually value and prioritize. And so if you have that established beforehand, you can go into your time period of service in the military confident in the fact that you will be able to make decisions that align with what's important to you, that you'll be able to choose opportunities, careers, assignments, short tours, deployments, and and choose the interactions within those milestones. Choose your choices, if you will, with intention, with purpose, and not to just be caught up in the ocean wave that can be the military culture. When you have that those things established ahead of time, you're that rock in the middle of the the buffeting ocean. And you can say, yes, I, I choose that, or no, I don't choose that, um, or no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tolerate that behavior because this is what I believe, or this is what I stand for. And so I think, you know, if you do that work before joining the military, you're going to have uh, a much more powerful experience. I would advise women to get a mentor. You know, we, we talked a lot about PTSD this past hour and about how having information is very helpful. Having the counsel of wise women is very powerful. It's very, very powerful. When I joined the military, I had I wanted to be one of the guys. I wanted to be one of the boys. And I didn't recognize early on, until much later, how powerful it is to be surrounded by other women who've had these experiences. I would recommend talking with other women, talking to, to women who are still active duty, talking to women who are veterans, getting their advice on jobs, different MOSs that would be good, a a good fit for you. You know, it's having that individual mentorship, talking with someone, because, you know, not all jobs are the same. Not all services are the same. Like I was listening to the last podcast that I listened to of yours, she had two moves in her entire 20-year career in the Air Force. And I thought, man, alive. You know, I've, I, you know, even in my short time, and my husband's still active duty, we've done, oh my gosh, maybe 30 in less, 30 moves in that time. You know, sometimes just from one building to another, it was just very frustrating. But, you know, it, Things, there are so many variables. I would encourage mentorship, asking questions, and making a decision from a point of strength and feeling very comfortable about what you're doing. I might get emotional because I think a lot about my daughter, right? We talk a lot about military service and whether it's the right choice for her someday or not. And, you know, I think about young women today, right, that are in high school or in college right now trying to figure out is this the right choice? 
I don't know. I, I can't tell you whether it's the right choice. Only you and your gut is going to be able to tell you if this is the right choice. And you have to listen to your gut. That's, I think, what made it possible for me to have such a successful military career and a post-military career is that I listened to my gut to say, no, the Marine Corps was not the right option. The Navy was the right option, right? And so if, if you're considering it, I think it's awesome. I think there, there are so many benefits out there for women to succeed and do well in the military. There's a lot of trouble. There's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of issues. There's a lot of things that can improve, but it's only as good as those who join our voluntary force, right? And that it takes those types of people who can, can look past some of the, the hard times and the issues that are going to want to be there as a part of the team to improve the system and improve the system from inside. So if that's who you are and you want to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself and that you know that you're going to get something out of it, if you put something into it, then yeah, the military can definitely be for you. But you have to follow your own instincts. You have to know what you want and what you don't want. And if it doesn't work for you anymore, then it doesn't work for you anymore. And that's okay. Being the mother of four, two girls, two boys, I always approach everything from a functional perspective. I build a spreadsheet. I put all the data in it. And when the balance starts to shift one more than the other, then we're going to begin to look at that as the path. So I would always encourage any young woman considering life in the military to do your research. Do your research for other women that have served in the military, what their path was to leadership what their job classification was and how they made it work for them, determine what they want their path to be to leadership to the best of their ability based on what they know at that point in time. And then be prepared to have all of their current standards and values basically reset, not necessarily for the bad, could be for the good, but you go in one way as an individual and then you become part of a team and then hopefully you become one unit, and, and that should be the goal. Identify what service looks like to you pre, during, and most importantly, post-service. So where do they see themselves landing after it has all been one and done? A friend of mine just uh, came out as command sergeant major. Outstanding career. Not everyone gets that. So what if? You don't become E8, E9. Where do you see yourself landing? And how will you make that work for you in the rest of your life? But my advice is to ask all of your questions. Like, don't hold back. If you can find a service member, probably female, um, if you are a woman, ask all of your questions. Make sure you answer, you, you ask all of them. I think sometimes people hold back because they're afraid to ask their burning questions. If you have someone's ear, you, you have all of their attention. So please don't be afraid to ask away. The military has so many opportunities. So it's, it's important to explore those opportunities and see how those opportunities match with your why. If you're joining the military, you have to have a why. You should really know what it is and find out how the military can enhance that. So that when you do leave, because everyone leaves at some point, right? You have to, when you come in at some point, you have to come out, make sure that it also aligns with, you know, goals for post-service. 
And that would be my best advice. Not everyone's going to be doing that, but it will make you stand out. And not only for the purposes of standing out, but for your own personal pride and accomplishment, knowing that you did something that maybe no one else did. It's, it's going to mean a lot for your own personal self-esteem to know that you put everything in and you gave it your all. And then I would say from a transitioning perspective later on to never let your job become who you are. You know, every single woman on this panel today, we served in the military and we're, we're now veterans, but we understand that while we serve in that position, it's not us. We're still us individually. And some people can let the military really embody them to the point that they do feel lost when they get out. And so always making sure you're taking care of you while you're serving and understand that, yes, the military, it's a very big part of who you are, but it is not 100% who you are. I would say for me, you know, I'm nosy. So I want to know why, why do you want to make this move? And then I would want to know, is this a job? Do you want to treat this as a job, which is fine? Or do you want it to be a career, which is fine also? For me at the time, it was a job. And even though there were aspects to it that I could have made a career, it just didn't work out. So I would just want to know, is it a job or is it a career for you? And then prepare as such. If you want it to be a career, treat it as such. Learn and absorb the knowledge and the resources that will allow you to stay 15, 20, 30 years. I speak for the, the people in the inner city. If most times it's for financial, that's okay. Get in there, do what you need to do to get the financial assistance that you or your family may need and get out if that's what you want to do. You have options. And that would be my advice. Get a mentor, figure out what, whether you want it to be a job or a career, treat it as such. And it's okay, you know, if you want to serve your, your, your one trial, your four years or your two years, that's fine. You want to get out and do something else, it's okay. So that would be my advice. Do it, always. I think the military service in general is, it's not perfect. There's a whole lot of stuff that's messed up about it. And I think that's true of pretty much anywhere you will go, right? Like there's no one silver bullet that's got it perfectly right. I mean, kind of what we were talking about in the beginning where it's just, it kind of forces you to grow up a little bit, not in like a bad way that you couldn't do somewhere else, but it forces you to really take ownership of yourself. And it gives, it opens so many possibilities and opportunities that I think are unique to this environment and you don't have to stay for 20, right? You can do one enlistment or you can do five years and get out. Um, but I think the benefits far outweigh the quote unquote downside, like the people you work with and what you, it's, there's the, they're the best people, right? And just being a part of a dedicated team who's, you know, dedicated to being something to the mission that's so much bigger than yourself as an individual. I think that's just a perspective that you don't get everywhere. Right. And I think it, I feel like as Americans, just in general, like our culture is very individualistic and not that that's wrong or bad, but when you come together as, as part of something just truly bigger than yourself for the, for the greater good, I just think it's really powerful. And I think you get a different perspective on life that you don't get really anywhere else. So if you're considering it, I think you should do it. I think it goes back to what we were talking about with listening to your intuition. I think sometimes there's somewhat of a calling for lack of better word that if you want to be part of a, a bigger family and kind of have a bigger purpose in your work, 
I think the military can offer that. I mean, practically, there are so many benefits because you have consistent pay, you have really good health benefits, I think. You have education benefits. If you have a family, there's just that stability. Obviously, there's not the stability in terms of you're moving around all the time, but there's financial stability. And so from a practical standpoint, there's a lot of benefits to it. I think that if I was going to say if you're more of like a free thinker, maybe this isn't the best place for you. But I, I take that back because I feel like maybe the military needs more open-mindedness. You know, we need all walks of life to come in and yeah, there's tradition traditions and things like that in the military, but who says things can't change and continue to progress and get better? So I feel like, you know, if you're drawn towards it or if you're even interested in it, learn more about it and and really do the research, talk to people who have been in, get their experiences, and then ultimately you kind of have to put all that information together and then listen to your gut. It kind of goes back like that intuitive feeling. If you feel drawn to do it, then I think I think you should because there's a lot of really beautiful things. I mean, even as a military spouse now, raising a kid in the military, I feel so blessed because we live on post. It's a safe community. He's an only child, but everywhere we go, he has immediate friends and a social network. We have community and a social network. So yeah, I mean, on every level, I think there are so many benefits to it. Yes, there's stressors. If it's a time of war, deployments, very, very stressful. Moving a lot, that's stressful. So as with everything in life, it's it's not perfect. But I would say the, the pros outweigh the downsides. So I would look at being aware of what it really means to be in the military. I I know that one of the things that just totally shocked me because I was still in the reserves was when Gulf War happened and I saw all these mothers having to be deployed and I just had two little kids and I was like, no, no way would I want to do that. I know I know they're making changes now. I know they have like a year maternity leave and I don't know if it's in all the services, but I think the Navy just added that. But I that was really um, shocking to me. So I would say, look at the whole, you know, don't think, oh, I'm going to go get, you know, learn a skill and get a degree or whatever, be aware if you have the luxury of being aware, because I know sometimes people, you know, they have to do things, but think of what it could mean and be prepared for that. Because I know a lot of people think you know, like you go to the Air Force Academy or other military academy, and you're just running around and, and doing things. But there's a lot of, uh, like you said, you can just be, you know, doing something very non-combat and you can be in you know, in danger. And so, but you agreed to that too. So that's the other thing is part of this opera was the whole concept of, you know, I'll die for you. And, you know, this is my vow as that's one of the things we sing at the end. And so people need to understand what that means and not go in naive and think can't mean anything. And it can also mean that you're, you, you know, if you're the person in a, a job far away, like you can still be under a lot of uh, stress because of that. Because you can be doing things that you might have difficulty thinking about or 
I remember just as a quick closer, I, I remember being in the Pentagon and we would have these discussions. We would be doing these simulations and we'd be talking and it was like, oh yeah, we just killed like 20,000 people, you know, in, in wherever, in Russia probably at the time. And, you know, and if you really think about that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, to think that you would be that person, but sometimes you might have to be because you've chosen to serve. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed the advice and I hope you have a great holiday season and we'll be back in two weeks and I'm excited for season five and 2023.